You're about to enter the most electrifying NFL talk show you have ever experienced. From up-to-the-minute news and notes to... Uh, who am I kidding? It's a wrap. Let's try this again. It's the After Further Review Podcast with Connor Forrest. Want to get involved? Send us an email to mailbag at connorforrest.com. For your questions to be read on air. probably hear in the voice, in the old vocal cords. I have been uh, horse-whipped by a nice little cold going on here. So, it is why, indeed, for, for you listeners wondering, all of the millions of you passionately waiting for episodes every Tuesday, why we didn't have a Tuesday episode. But tonight, we got them both. So, Shawnee, you're a healthy man. You're recording this remote. I'm going to need you to kind of carry this with your strong, healthy vocal cords. Does that sound good? I'll try. That's my guy. That's my guy. Yeah, it's just one of these things. You know, I, I, I we were literally talking about this before we hit the record button. But just, I, I don't, I like this is is gonna sound like a hot take. Honest to God, it is. But like, I truly believe this. Like, I would rather have a flu than a cold. Mm, I wouldn't go that far. No, no, I'm serious. And here's the reason why. Ready? Here's the reason why. With a flu or it's something much more serious than a cold, it knocks you out. I just kind of like, okay, I'm on the couch, I'm debilitated, I'm done, I can't do anything, I'm calling out work, I'm taking, I'm taking sick time, I'm sitting on the couch, I'm drinking soup all day long, I'm not doing anything. That's what that is. And you can power through that for three, four days. Colds are annoying because colds can last for like two weeks. And the problem is it's not enough to knock you off your feet to like take you out of working or take you out of doing your day-to-day things. It's just enough to make everything so much worse. It like, it's enough to make every act that you do worse. You're just tired. You're more tired. You feel like garbage. You sound like garbage. You look like crap. I mean, I look in the mirror. I'm already struggle with looking in the mirror and looking <laughs> good in any capacity. And then you look, you know, during a cold, and you just I look like I was dragged ass backwards out of a gutter, dude. It's just, it's brutal. It's brutal. <laughs> But that doesn't stop me because I love our listeners, Sean. It doesn't stop me because I love the people of After Further Review. They carry us each and every week. So I decided, you know what? Here's how we're going to do this. We're going to punt on Tuesday's episode, and then we're going to do a two-four on Thursday. We'll get your week 13 in review and week 14 preview. I don't know. I think that's a pretty good deal, Sean. What do you think? Sounds great to me. Yeah, a lot of good games last week we got to go through. We got to get through it, my friend. Uh, Connor Forrest here, After Further Review returns. Thank you all so much for tuning in wherever you are on this fine planet Earth. Um, Shawnee, before we get into everything, I, I, I want to thank our international audience, which I, I genuinely, week after week, am, am, and I say it to Sean all the time, so we talk about it, I am, I'm blown away by how many people 
internationally are listening to this podcast. When, when I called you, Sean, and said, hey, I want to do this. This is a project I want to do. I mean, I, I knew we'd have a great regional audience. I knew that, you know, being from the D.C. area, being from Northern Virginia, the both of us, we had people that we, I don't know, I wouldn't say an audience, right? But we kind of had a built-in audience ourselves in this area. So I figured this area would do well and we'd hopefully attract some people around the country. But, dude, around the world, I mean, we are touching all sorts of points. And as we come to a close on this year, as 2021 comes to a close, um, it is amazing to look back on where we started and where we're at now, um, the way that we've grown and the amount of people who are tuning in from everywhere. So a humongous thank you, seriously, to every single person out there, um, wherever you are listening and, and tuning in and enjoying and engaging with us. Um, we, we love you all. We're so appreciative from the bottom of our hearts. Um, for, for me specifically, this is a project I've wanted to do for a long time. And um, I, I really can genuinely say I, I didn't think it would ever get to a point that we're at now where we're just, you know, thousands and thousands of people from all over the world are, are tuning in and listening. So we're so grateful. Uh, but Connor Forrest is here. Sean Allette, my executive producer from Arlington, Virginia, is tuning in. And he is live on the ones and twos. Shawnee boy, how the hell are you, buddy? I'm doing well, man. Awesome, man. Awesome. So we are going to get into everything uh, week 13, and then we're going to get right to our game picks. Shawnee, you might have some homework to do after this in terms of tallying up the totals and updating us on where we're at. I know. Um, I know. i got to figure that out. Yeah, after this. So uh, I'm going to leave that entire ball of uh, knotted cables, and I'm just going to leave that on your desk to untie and figure <laughs> out. <laughs> so Appreciate it. You- <laughs> so when you get that figured out, we're going to stick that right on Instagram and update everybody. But, um, yeah, a couple crazy games this weekend. I'm sure we, I'm sure both of us have made up some ground one way or another. Uh, we're going to get to week 13. We're going to make our week 14 picks. Stick that up on Instagram. Uh, but, Shani, uh, first of all, how are you? How's life? Is everything good? Are, are you ill? Are you healthy? Are you alive? Tell me. What's up? No, I'm not ill. I am healthy. I'm That's alive, kind of. Um, I'm tired. I dude, I took a nap this afternoon because we had a work party, um, which was a really good prime rib place out in uh, out in Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all went to like this really fancy uh, a restaurant and had a had a good work lunch for the holidays. And I'm telling you, man, anytime I eat that much, like in the middle of the day, I just, I get so tired. And I came right back to my apartment and slept. And you and I were talking earlier. Like, you and I do not take naps. We're, no. we're not the napping type. No, we're not. Uh, I, I, man, I'm telling you, naps are nice. They really are, dude. They re- I, they I just, are. I've never, oh. yeah, I've never been a nap guy. Uh, but it's funny yeah, how you neither say after a big meal. Because I, I, you know, it's so funny. I think that really is one of, you know, one of the puzzle pieces in your life to that puzzle where I think in the next five years we'll be able to put it together, and it's just a big picture of you being a 65-year-old woman at heart because it's hysterical how many (laughs) times I've heard you say, oh, you know, I'm just – my back hurts. Oh, my knee hurts. Oh, you know, I did this. (laughs) I got to go to bed early. I got to go to bed at 7 because I can't do late nights. Like I really believe deep down your name is Cynthia, and you actually live at a retirement community somewhere in Centerville. I think that's what's going on here. You caught me. I'm I'm, I'm ashamed. (laughs) I am Cynthia. The mask has been um, ripped I'm, off I'm there. 67, j- just started collecting my uh, Medicare, yeah. Medicaid, whatever the old people get. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but but no, it was uh, it was good. Uh, That's great. We had a good time, um, kind of just celebrating Christmas early. 
Yeah, and, that's great. Uh, and DC's a really fun you know, place to be during Christmas time. It so. is, and they got some really good restaurants. Don't they? DC. Yeah. Which I didn't know place. until I started working in there. There's a lot of hole-in-the-wall type places that you definitely want to go oh, to if yeah. you're ever in the area. Yeah, and Chinatown's the same way. If you go down to Chinatown right by Capital One Arena, there's, there's um, me and my wife, we go down there every now and then, and, and the best spots are always the places where – you you just feel like I shouldn't be here, but they're just remarkable. Mm-hmm. They're so so good. Um, DC is such a great city, dude. So I'm glad. I'm glad. That's great. Yeah, I got my company holiday party next Friday, so um, sweet. It's that, it's that time of year again, my friend. But uh, but I'm glad you are healthy. I'm glad you're alive. Uh, and dude, let's jump right into week 13, shall we? Um, review yeah, let's everything do it. That was and get right into it. All right. So we got the Cowboys at the Saints. Uh, Cowboys beat the Saints 27-17. I believe that was the Thursday night game, Connor. It yeah. was, yes. Yep, it was. You're 100% right. So, um, yeah, Thursday night. Look, um, the game was close-er-ish for the first, I mean, really for the most part. Um, but, you know, New Orleans has lost now five straight. They're completely tanking. And, and the Cowboys should have won this game, and they did. I mean, I said this last week. This is a game Dallas just has to win. Um, they're just a better team. And, and really, as long as their offensive wide receivers are healthy, they're just always going to be such a potent threat. Um, their defense has taken a slight step back. Um, I, look, I know they had four picks off of Taysom Hill, but, I mean, Taysom Hill was so bad in this game. Um, and if you're the Saints, I mean, you just have to look at that, you know, four-year, $40 million contract you gave Taysom Hill and go, why did we do this? That was just a terrible decision. But Dallas going 8-4 and four was, a, was a big deal for them. Um, they had to have that. Um, because Washington is creeping right up on them right now. And, and you know, Washington has a nice little cushion. Not even, I wouldn't say cushion, but I'd say somewhere between having a place and having a cushion. They're right in between those two sayings in terms of the wild card spot. But right now, I mean, they that win was big for them because the division is really on the line, I think, this Sunday against Washington. So racking up those wins against worse teams is something they have to do. 27-17, to 17, that's a good win for Dallas. they got to have that. Yeah, I agree. Good, good bounce back win. I believe coming into that game, they had only won, what was it, one of their last four three, games, one of the last five. Yeah, something. They, they were definitely on the kind of downhill trajectory. Uh, so good win for Dallas Cowboys. All right, well, sticking that division, the Giants went down to Miami and were beat by the Dolphins twenty to nine. Yeah, dude. The Do- so, I guess two stories out of this. Uh, Mike Lennon started for the Giants, started in place for the injured Daniel Jones. And, look, Mike Lennon is awful. I don't know why he's in the league anymore, and this is not to be disrespectful. I'm sure he's a great dude, and he's a local. He's a Northern Virginia guy. Um, But what are we doing? Like, what in the world are we doing starting Mike Lennon? Like, I don't remember a time he was ever good in the league. He was awful. Um, The the offense couldn't do anything. And for the Dolphins, I mean, they've ripped off five in a row now. They're they're all of a sudden, I mean, it's six and seven. They're the AFC Washington. They are the AFC Washington. Their defense is getting right at the right time, and their offense is doing just enough. I mean, they are literally the AFC equal to Washington. Questions still around Tua. I mean, that's such a big question mark this offseason. That's going to be something they have to address. Um, but they are playing good football at the right time, and it's led by their defense. I mean, their defense is playing fantastic football right now. So, um, yep, I mean, big win for the Dolphins, and the Giants, unfortunately, are, are – uh, yeah, they're going nowhere fast, Johnny. Yeah, and I want you to remember just Miami here real quick. Um, I'm going to ask a follow-up question on them at the end of our Week 13 in review. 
Um, so, yeah, just remember the Dolphins. Keep them in the back of your mind. Gotcha. All right. The Colts went down to the uh, Houston Texans stadium and just absolutely destroyed them. 31 to nothing. I don't even know, like, is there really much to, like, say about this? I mean, the Colts are better. <laughs> like, Colts are better. Carson Wentz is playing good. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is great. Their defense is good. The Colts are right in the thick of the AFC playoff race. The Texans are not. They're awful. They're 2-10. and ten. They didn't score a point at home. Yeah. I don't know what to say, Shawnee. Colts just beat the hell out of them. I don't – I just – that's kind of it. <laughs> I, just, I don't really I like know what take else on to that say. That's a really good one. Um, all right. I'm sure let's, everybody let's move really on then. watching that game, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fan favorite of the week. All right. The Lions got their first win of the season, Connor, against the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings fell to 5-7 and seven Lions to 1-10-1, which means they are definitely a playoff team. Yes. Uh, let me first uh, – give me your reaction first, and then let me know what you think is going to happen to Mike Zimmer at the end of the season. Yeah. So, um, I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown, game-winning 11-yard receiving touchdown as time expired. Um, this game was wild to watch, and I, I actually watched a good deal of this game. Um. I mean, it's one of the most embarrassing losses you, know, you, you could have if, if you're the Vikings. And, I mean, there's just there's no excuse for the Vikings. I mean, really, since their 2018 or 2017 NFC Championship run, um, you know, Case Keenum and they, them just being a juggernaut offensively and defensively, they were so good. There's no excuse for them to be this bad I mean they should be a perennial playoff team now they're still in the mix because the NFC is deciding to all of a sudden now start to just suck collectively but to lose in the fashion they did I mean that last drive where Jared Goff is just awful I mean he had an awful game and, and Kirk Cousins really is the only reason the Vikings even had a chance in this game and the reason they should have won um, Dan Campbell going for it on fourth down with just over I believe it was two and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter, having a chance for them to uh, to, to kind of seal the game with, with, with a field goal. Going for it on fourth down, getting stuffed on, on like this weird strip fumble of, of Jared Goff and the Vikings. It just felt like, all right, well, this is how it's going to end. The Vikings are going to win. Um, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're going to go to six and six and they're, you know, they're going to get away with playing an ugly game. Their defense at the end of the game, it, to go right into your second question, is going to be the reason Mike Zimmer... Uh, is gone at the end of this year. And I honestly thought that there was a shot he got fired on Monday. I, I don't think Ziggy Wolf would do that. Um, I just don't don't think he would do that as an owner. I think he would he would let it play out for the rest of the year and kind of let them part ways. Um, but, I mean, they were just doing deep zone drop, you know, coverage on that final drive, and Jared Goff was just allowed to walk down the field. Um, one of the most embarrassing losses I, I, I've ever seen in my life. And, um, the, the Vikings at five and seven are still in the playoff picture. I mean, they played the Steelers here in another hour and a half. Oh, Sean, that was just so awful to watch. I mean, it was so, so embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, I, I can honestly say I did not tune in at all for that game, but I'm glad that the lions got the win. Um, especially, you know, Michigan going through that Oxford high school school shooting. Um, I know Dan Campbell, Mentioned that at the end of the game and dedicated the game ball to that yep. community. So Fantastic. always good to see the Lions get the win um, when they had such an event uh, take place that week. All right, moving on, we have the Eagles getting a big win in New York against the Jets, 33-18. to Gardner Mishu, his first win for the Eagles. So, Shawnee, I actually had to Google this stat. 
because I read it and I didn't believe it. Um, do you know Philadelphia has never lost to the Jets in the regular season? They're 12-0. I, I did see that. Yep, I saw that. I couldn't believe that. I, I looked at that and I was like, what? Like, how? I, how is that possible? Um, it is. It is a possibility. So Jalen Hurts was hurt this week. Um, Jalen Hurts was hurt. How about that? And it was Gardner Minshew. You remember Gardner Minshew, the guy we're obsessed because he has a mustache? Steps in mm-hmm. and balls out. I mean, he was 11-11 for the first 11 passes in this game. Um, and the Eagles, Dallas Goddard had a pair of scores. I mean, they were able to just move the ball with ease. Um, and the Jets are just who the Jets are. They're just a bad team. But this was a big win for Philadelphia. And, look, I, I know um, I want Philly to lose. I want them to suck. I, I always want them to suck. Um, I hope they stick with Jalen Hurts because I think they got a sneak preview of what their offense would look like with Gardner Minshew. But the real story about the Eagles' offense has just been how they run the ball. I mean, they've been able to run this ball so well in the last few weeks, and it really has correlated directly to the to to their success. I mean, they've really ripped off a couple great wins in a row. Miles Sanders with 120 yards on the ground, 24 carries. Um, Kenneth Gainwell was able to get the ball going on the ground. I mean, they were they were able to run the ball really really well, um, and that is a direct correlation to their success. So big win there for the Eagles. They go to six and seven, so they're they're right to. Right on the uh, on the heels of Washington there, and uh, and and I mean I don't know if they'll be in play for the division, but definitely for that wild card spot for sure. Now let me ask you this: Have the Eagles and the uh, Washington football team have they played yet? They have not played yet. They play two times in the next. Uh, they play two times in the next three three weeks here. And that's the same thing with Dallas as well. You haven't yep. played them yet. We go Dallas. And you've only played the Giants once, right? Our next schedule, our schedule here, the, the remaining five games are all divisional. We go wow. Dallas, Philly, Dallas, Philly, New York. That is our schedule. Wow. Yeah, some big games coming up for Washington. Yep. We'll okay. talk about them here in just a few minutes. All right, let's go and talk about the Cardinals uh, in Chicago <clears> taking <throat> on the Bears. Cardinals got the win 33-22. to uh, really, Connor, just a, a game you'd expect the Cardinals to win. Yeah, and they won the way that you thought the Cardinals would win, right? And and this is the thing with them right now is is the biggest deal with the Cardinals is just they're getting healthy at the right time. Um, you get Kyler Murray back, who, who funny enough, didn't really do much to the area, two touchdowns to the air, but he only threw the ball 15 times. Um, James Connor uh, with – I mean, James Connor with the Cardinals looks like a completely different player. Um he had 75 yards on 20 carries, but he just – he looks different. He runs so well. I mean, he is so hard to take down. Like, the first guy that touches him is not taking down James Conner. That's just how he runs. Um, Kyler Murray had two touchdowns on the ground as well. He carried the ball for 60 yards. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is back. A.J. Green is back. Um, so, you're getting healthy at the right time, and I think that's going to be the formula for the Cardinals. As long as they can stay healthy and Kyler Murray can kind of keep those wheels churning, um, they're arguably the best team in the NFC. So, it's, it's going to be – Really, really fun to watch here. All right, another game uh, that this one was a little surprising. The Chargers kind of looked like them, their old selves, uh, getting the win against the Bengals in Cincinnati, forty-one to twenty-two. A really bad loss, Connor, for the Bengals, a team that we thought was probably going to be the favorite in this matchup. Yeah, and it's funny because you felt like both teams were trending in different directions coming into this week. Um, and the the Chargers got the win they needed to essentially, in my eyes, not necessarily save their season because, you know, there's always an opportunity with the wild card and the way the AFC is shaping out. 
But the fact of the matter is, dude, this was a humongous, humongous win for the Chargers, and it was a get-right game for Justin Herbert, who just every now and then shows you this guy is going to be so good for so long. He's tall. He he's He's got such a strong arm. I mean, he's got one of the strongest arms you'll see for such a young guy, and he's got this poise that he just does not look like – you know he's a he's a second year guy. I mean it just it just doesn't it just it just doesn't make sense. Um, he threw three touchdowns, 317 yards through the air. Uh, Austin Eckler was really good through the ground, added a touchdown, 60 yards on the ground, um, and the Chargers defense was was right back um, right back on page. I mean they they have looked really bad in recent weeks, and they got six sacks on Joe Burrow, who was just on the turf the entire game. Um, they fell behind big time and then made a comeback. Um, they pulled it within two points. I believe they were down 24. Uh, or they were down 22 at one point. I don't know exactly what what the what the what the situation was there, but they closed the gap to two points in the third quarter, and then the Chargers just didn't look back. Uh, put up 41, so 41 to 22. Um, pretty tough loss there for the Bengals, but a real big get right game for our Chargers team that had I think bigger expectations coming in this year, but a big win for them. All right, these next two games, Connor, pretty much as we thought they would go. First one is Bucks at the Falcons. Good win for Tampa Bay, 30-17. to 17. Falcons remain winless at home. Yeah, and it's funny. There was uh, right before, I believe it was right before halftime, Shawnee, uh, Tom Brady throws a pick six. Um, I think it is on like an eight-yard line. It was just one of the weirder play design situations I, I had ever seen. I mean, it was clear lack of game understanding by, by you know, Byron Leftwich, the OC, or I, I don't know what was going on. I mean, it was it was ridiculous. So I mean, you take that away, and it's thirty to ten, and the and the you know Buccaneers you know take care of business pretty easily. Um, but going to nine and three, it's a big deal. I mean, Tom Brady just cruises to four touchdowns, three hundred sixty eight yards through the air. Um, Leonard Fournette wasn't a huge factor um, on the ground, uh, but Rob Gronkowski added two more touchdowns. Who just I don't I again it's two thousand fourteen apparently. Um, Chris Godwin had one hundred forty three <laughs> yards through the air, which is just ridiculous. So you know, again, like I said, dude, when the when and I think you'd agree with me, Shawnee. I just think when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are right, they're the best team in the NFC. I just I have thought that for a long time. When they're right, we've seen enough of when they're not right, and we've seen them steal wins that they might not deserve. But when they're right, I just it's ridiculous, man. I just I think they're the best team in the NFC. Um, but they did what they had to do, and they took care of the uh, the Falcons there uh, in Atlanta. Yeah, I agree. I think they are the team to beat. Um, although I do think Arizona and Green Bay may give them a little bit of issues. Um, yeah. But I, I think they'd cruise by the Rams um, and pretty much any other team, including Dallas, uh, Washington, no offense. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I think they're the team to beat um, with maybe two possibly uh, two teams that could possibly beat them. Sure. All right. Uh, Jaguars went to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. It went exactly how you thought it would. Good bounce back win for the Rams. They are now eight and four, getting the 37 to seven victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are a dismal two and 10. Yeah, dude. I mean, the Jags are just so awful. Um, they're so lifeless. Uh, but the, the, you know, this was, this is the kind of game. And I, I I'm going to pull up as I speak here, the Rams schedule. Because if I'm not mistaken, I think they they end up here um, with a, with a, with a tougher stretch. Uh, yeah, I am correct here. So you got Seattle, Minnesota, Baltimore, San Francisco. <clears throat> I mean, San Francisco had a big win. We'll get to that. And you know, Baltimore's up and down, and Minnesota just lost to the worst team in football. Uh, so who knows? Um, but you know, like we said about uh, the, the you know the Colts um, playing against Houston this week. 
You're playing an awful team. Go beat the hell out of them. Um, and for the uh, for the Rams, that's their biggest win since 2008 in terms of point differential. So um, really, really big win for them. And they're going to have a humongous, um, an absolutely humongous game coming up uh, this week on Monday Night Football. We're going to get to that um, against the Cardinals, their division foes. So that's going to be uh, an unbelievably fun game. But, yeah, big win there for, um, for the Rams. Cooper Cup was unstoppable again. Um, yeah, 37-7 to in L.A. Here we go, Connor. You ready? I am ready for this. Washington football team gets the win in Las Vegas, 17 to 15. It did, Connor, come with a price. Logan Thomas out for the year. Mm. Yeah, this th- that sucked to watch. Um, dude, this was a grind. I mean, this game was a grind. I mean, from start to finish, um, we take an opening drive uh, down the end zone, uh, down the field, and end up in the end zone. Logan Thomas climbing the ladder with a one-handed catch for a touchdown. It was fantastic but but from that moment on both offenses were kind of stalling and for the most part it wasn't a very visually appealing game but Washington did just enough they did what they had to do and there was a go-ahead kick 48 yard field goal with 37 seconds remaining by Brian Johnson a kicker they brought up off the streets um, just this past week when Joey Sly went to the short-term IR um, I mean you you cannot deny what Washington's doing right now I mean people out there can't deny the fact that they are on a heater Taylor Heineke got away with throwing some pretty egregious passes on Sunday. But they're just doing enough. Their defense has stepped up in such a major way. And they're overcoming injuries. I mean, they're overcoming injuries. They were without J.D. McKissick, one of their biggest offensive playmakers this year. And they were out without Landon Collins, who since moving down to linebacker has been one of their biggest defensive impact players. Um, hopefully they get both of them back uh, against Dallas this week. And obviously Logan Thomas is going to be out for the year. The good news is there was a fear Logan Thomas tore his ACL, but but thankfully that um, that test came back negative. Um, looks like he will be out for the rest of the year, but, but it shouldn't impact next year. Um, just a huge win for Ron Rivera and crowd. And really, Sean, if you go back to our opening show, um, we were predicting the season, predicting how Washington would do. I, I, I can't tell you how wrong I was a couple weeks ago about this team. Um, no one foresaw this kind of run happening again. I literally, on this podcast, audibly laughed when Ron Rivera said that we'd go on a second half run. Um, but they are right in front of our eyes. I said at the start of this year what they needed to do was just hang around 500 by the time they got to their divisional stretch, which starts this weekend, and they'd have a chance. And that's where they're at. That's what they're doing. At 6-6, six and six, the next five games are all divisional. You've got yourself a chance. You've set yourself up. Did I think it would happen this way? Like, No, no way. No way in hell. But it's here. It's, it's what they've done. And for, you know, the first time, uh, you know, obviously last year was this way. Last year we were in an awful division. But for the first time in a, a long time, really, in, in a lot of Decembers, um, there's only a handful of Decembers in my lifetime that I've ever been able to say, yeah, Washington's playing relevant football. And they are. And and I got to be thankful for that. 17-15, big, big win against the Raiders, who I, I think are trending the other direction, Sean. Yeah, and uh, Washington, the hottest team in the NFC in terms of uh, games in a row that they've won. All right, let's go on to another really weird game up in Pittsburgh. It was a 20-19 to win for the Steelers. The Ravens decided to go for two instead of kicking the uh, PAT to possibly send the game into overtime. One, Connor, did you agree with that call? And two, just your general thoughts on the game. I didn't. I'm, I'm kind of um, – I know the second – you know, the the – 
the the two point conversion analytics people all well, all analytics say this that and the other. If you're watching the trend of that game, the Ravens' offense was starting to pick up their rhythm in the second half, and I felt like if they were able to just kick that extra point. By the way, it's Justin Tucker. He's making that. You kick that extra point, um, you're good. You're good. I think, you know, you get that ball back. Um, the Steelers couldn't really move the ball offensively. I mean, I know they're feeling a little bit, but let's be clear, Ben Roethlisberger, the corpse of Ben Roethlisberger is behind center. Um, I felt like if you got that ball in overtime, you were, you were um, if you got the ball first, you know, I, th- I think you had a good chance of moving the ball downfield. And if you made a stop on defense, Justin Tucker can make a 65-yard kick. I mean, there you go. Um, I just I disagreed with doing that. And this game was kind of a, a, a culmination of what the Ravens and Steelers games are. They're always so entertaining. They're always so much fun to watch. Um, the Steelers got to Lamar Jackson like six or seven times. I mean, it was ridiculous how many sacks they ended up having. And, I mean, this was a defensive takeover by the Steelers. Um, on that, you know, two-point conversion um, – I would argue Mark Andrews dropped it. I know that was a that was a difficult um, it was a difficult it, it was a throw that was definitely a little bit ahead of Mark Andrews, but it's a floater. I mean, it's a floater pass. You can haul that in. You've seen Mark Andrews make much tougher catches, um, so that was really tough to watch there for the Ravens. Who, like I said, man, they're just they're they've really shown a lot of vulnerabilities this year, and I think they're going to come to fruition in the playoffs. Um, Lamar Jackson hasn't had a fantastic stretch of games. Um, in the last few weeks, um, he's turned the ball over. And this here's the problem for the Ravens right now is Lamar Jackson's turning the ball over, um, and that that's that's not a good sign. Um, he had a pick, a touchdown, 253 uh, through the air, added 55 yards um, on the ground rushing. Um, but, you know, when Lamar is right, the Ravens are great. Uh, when Lamar is not, uh, they're very, very vulnerable, and it c- kind of showed a little bit. Um especially when a Steelers defense was playing opportunistic football. So 20 to 19, pretty big win there for the Steelers who I got, man, they're still relevant. I mean, the playoff picture is so ridiculous and you just never know in this league, but I mean, all of a sudden they're still relevant. Um, yeah. 2019, that was a final in, uh, in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And the Steelers have a big test obviously tonight against the Vikings. Yeah. Uh, see if they can climb that ladder even more. And Marlon Humphreys for the Ravens is now out for the season. So that's another injury blow, that's another injury, injury blow, excuse me, for, for the Ravens um, who, who have just had a lot of issues in that department. Mm-hmm. All right. The 49ers yikes, big loss in Seattle. Uh, Seahawks got the win 30 to 23. The 49ers. I mean, you and I, I think last week said that, Oh man, this is a hot team that they're going in the right direction. You know, this, this could potentially, you know, if the, if the Rams keep losing, they could win the division. Now they're six and six. And then you just lost to the Seahawks. Dude. And it was so awful because the Seahawks kind of did what they, they, they did their best to kind of essentially give this game up. Little over two minutes to go, um, and they're at their own one yard line. And instead of kicking a field goal, I think it was a fourth down. Instead of kicking a field goal, they they did this pitch play to Gerald uh, Gerald Everett, who fumbled the ball, uh, and the 49ers pick it up. Now kicking the field goal there would have you know put you up by ten points, and um, put you up by ten with you know three or so minutes to go, and essentially not a hundred percent, but essentially put the game almost out of reach. Um, the 49ers went 99 yards the other way, um, and they couldn't punch it in, um, which was just remarkable. Um, the Seahawks are just they're, – they're, they're headed to Nowhereville. I mean, at 4-8, and eight, they lost Jamal Adams. I don't know how massive a loss that is, at least on the safety side of things. I know he's, uh, he's a good in-the-box safety, but he's out for the year. Uh, yeah, for the 49ers, it's just, you know, I don't really – 
you, you've seen no real sign or progression or concept that Trey Lance is growing into that franchise quarterback. And, and like, what do you even do with Jimmy Garoppolo this offseason? Is there a team that says, like, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo is the guy? Like, I mean, do the Lions go get him? Does Washington go get him? Does Miami go make a move for him? You know, does Carolina make a move for him? Like, I don't know. I don't know how you can. Um, I don't know how you can. But at 6-6, six and six, that, that's an awful, awful loss. Um, but, you know, Russell Wilson played, I think, his best game of the year. Um, that offense was able to move the ball pretty well. Um, and Seattle's defense did just enough, uh, especially at the very end of that game. And that's a big win for Washington fans who at six and six there, the 49ers now, um, the Washington are vying for that, uh, that, that wild card spot, um, as well. I know the Rams, um, have that first wild card spot locked up. So kind of everybody in that mix of six and six, six and seven, um, five and seven, whatever you might be. I mean, you're, you're vying for that, uh, that wild card spot. And that, that's a big blow there for the 49ers, not just on paper, but confidence wise to lose to the Seahawks there. So yeah. 30 to 23 was the final score of Lumen field. All right. Sunday night football, the Broncos went to Kansas city, uh, Kansas city got the pretty, you know, how you'd expect it to go type win, uh, 22 to nine. And now Kansas city, I believe they have won five straight. Yep. They've won five straight. And, I mean, on, I don't know. I mean, they, they scored 10 points in the first quarter. And uh, other than that, it was it was kind of just field goal after field goal. Um, I think the big thing here was was their defense. That has been the big story here is that Kansas City's defense is, is playing great at the right time. And they're, they're, they're right back to where they should be. Offensively, there's still just a lot of questions. I'm not quite sure why the, the Chiefs can't quite get it together. Um, but – you know, the Broncos at six and six, they're a really intriguing, kind of interesting team. Um, they've played some really good defense uh, at a lot of times, a, a lot of different points this year. Um, but I just don't, I don't know how much I buy them. They don't pass the eye test to me. Um, this game kind of went the way you thought it would go. Um, so yeah, I mean that that's kind of what it is. And and, and for the Chiefs, I want to pull up the Chiefs' schedule here, Sean, because I'm kind of curious as to see how they end up. Um, kind of finishing I out. believe they actually have a pretty easy schedule let's see here. or I might be thinking of another team uh let me see so you got the Raiders on Sunday then you got the Chargers mm-hmm. you got the Steelers Bengals and Broncos again so it's actually going to be a little bit tougher for them um yeah and I okay. think this might end up serving them better as they work their way into to the playoffs as they've kind of earned their way right back into that playoff picture um you know, if if they can start doing well against these better teams and getting their offense back into a rhythm, I mean, what you know, once Patrick Mahomes um, and the offense get back in a rhythm, which they just haven't been in all year, you know that they're going to to really just snap into high gear and, and be that that kind of Super Bowl contending team. But until they do it, it's just kind of hard to know. I mean, putting up twenty two points um, isn't great, barring you did it against a really good um, Denver defense. It's just the Chiefs don't pass the eye test quite yet um although they are getting be- uh, better but eight and four you, you you go out there you win on sunday that's all you can ask for yeah uh yeah it'll be interesting I'm, I'm just looking at their schedule i think that chargers and that Bengals game those are gonna be big tests for them yeah. um i i think they should should come across with a victory against uh the raiders the steelers and then obviously they just beat the broncos so we'll see how that goes last yep. game of the season all right Let's go ahead and talk about that Monday night football game. The Patriots with the 14-10 win over the Buffalo Bills. 
in Connor. It was <laughs> been a bad day to be a kicker, wouldn't it be? Yeah. I mean, that opening kickoff sailing into like the 30th row was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. Um, <laughs> Shawnee, I actually want you to break this down for me a little bit. I mean, tell me what you saw, what you liked. This was a, a visually awful game to watch. Um, this is, like I said, every year there's about three or four games where the weather just completely takes over. I mean, completely mm-hmm. takes over a game. And that's what happened here. Um, I will say two things. This game played into the Patriots' favor um, weather-wise in, in a really big way because what have the Patriots been able to do so well recently? To run the ball. So when you're asked to run the ball, when Mac Jones is asked to, to kind of game manage and say, hey, listen, we're going to put this ball on the ground the entire game. I might throw the ball three or four times, whatever. Remind Jay Stevenson and, and the rest of the running back by committee crew, we're going to move the ball well. And that's exactly what they did. Um, and, and you got to give him credit for that. I mean, a lot of people I've been to, you know, and I, 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 I love, I always love messing with Sean on Instagram. So I will always take the chance to mess with them on Instagram, putting up the Mac Jones meme. But as so many people go, like, oh, Mac Jones did not do, you know, he didn't do anything and he blah, blah, blah. Um, why would you need to? Why would you need to when your running backs are able to yeah. do this and your defense is playing as good as they are? Why, 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 why fix something that's not broken? Run the ball down their throats. And the Bills' defense was just not good enough, and, and the Patriots made them pay. So, Shawnee, I want you to break that down for us. Yeah, I'll say the first thing that I noticed was the Patriots had a game plan, like you said, run, 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 and they stuck to it. There were times in the game watching it where I was like, oh, man, they should really pass here. Like, just give it an attempt. Like, it's an eight-yard, eight yards to the first down. Just please. No, they ran it. They ran, 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 and uh, and it ended up working out in the end. Uh, Damian Harris, he he blew off a big uh, touchdown run. Uh, towards, uh, believe the middle part of the first quarter, um, that that really opened up the game, and they also got the two point conversion yep. on that on that touchdown. So they were up eight nothing. Um, in terms of the Bills, I mean, Connor, really the only reason they didn't lose fourteen to three is because Nikhil Harry had one of the stupidest plays I've ever seen when he was trying to field <laughs> a punt, and literally like. He waved like, okay, I'm just going to let the ball hit the ground and then see where it bounces. Then he ran towards it, stumbled, and his helmet grazed the ball just enough to where it was clear in a replay that it hit him. But it was still like literally half an inch that it hit him. Um, and the Bills got really good field position because you know they were able to recover the loose ball and, and just set up for, I think they got a touchdown on the next play or two. Yep. Um, but dude, Bill Belichick, I think he knew the Bills could not score going into the wind, and and he was fine with that, and that's why he ran so much, and and he just said, I'm gonna take time off the clock, and and when you guys have the ball, I'm gonna make sure that you're spending the majority of the time going into the wind, and it ended up working <coughs> out. Um, I thought Josh Allen played better than Mac Jones. Um, hard to compare, you know, when you're throwing three passes right um but josh allen he's got such a strong arm i mean he was he was throwing the ball right into that wind uh sometimes you know 15 20 yards down the field on a throw couple to, occasions. to stefan diggs on the sideline who kind of toe tapped yeah threw directly that, into the wind um and it just yeah. didn't matter at all i mean it was just an icm yeah, yeah I, th- I thought i thought josh allen looked really good um now th- this is the question i want to ask you connor because i said keep the sure. dolphins in mind um the Bills are seven and five. The Dolphins are now six and seven. Next week, the Bills take on the Buccaneers. We'll talk about that game shortly. Yeah. That's a hard one because that's down in Tampa. The Dolphins have a bye week, and then they take on the Jets at home, I believe. Mm. Are 
Sh- or, let me ask you this way. Should the Bills be concerned about the Dolphins sneaking up behind them and grabbing that number two spot in the AFC East? I just don't think so. And, and, and it's just, I just, I don't think so because I've seen enough from the Bills at least this point. Look, I mean, it's just, what's the X factor here? And quarterback play at the end of the day comes down to everything. You know, in in crunch time when you get the ball back and you've got a minute and twenty five seconds on the clock, the ball's at the twenty five yard line, and you need to get into field goal range or you need a touchdown. Who do you trust? Now, is that yeah. the, is that the formula you use for everything? No, but that's an example to me that just makes me think. In crunch time, it's Josh Allen. In crunch time, it's the Bills' offense. Um, I just trust that much more than Miami's offense. And it's Miami's defense that's been able to really carry the torch for the most part. Um, So, no, I don't think so. Um, Look, the Bills are going to get another shot here at the Patriots in a couple weeks. Um, So they'll be able to kind of stake their claim back again. And you know that they're going to be hungry because there was a lot of – I mean, defenders, Micah Hyde after the game was just rip-ass with the media. He was just so upset after the game. A lot of sour grapes. Um, coming out of the locker room on the Bills side. So you know that they're fired up to try to get themselves going. But, no, I I, I just I, I don't think so yet. I, you never know with the NFL. Um, but I just I think the Bills just are, are just, a, just a better team at this point. That's just what they are. Okay. Um, I think when they're able to uh, put yeah. it together, they're able to put it together. You know? But that's just a, that's a big if. You never know. You never know. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I just looked at both of the team schedules. And I'd say they're pretty even in terms of difficulty. Okay. All right, Connor, with that, let's go ahead and jump into week 14. Uh, For those of you who like to timestamp the podcast, we are recording this on a Thursday night, right before the Thursday night game, which I believe kicks off in about an hour and a half. Uh, And that game is the Steelers at the Vikings. Connor, who do you have in this one? It's just, it's funny. These are, I don't know anymore. I mean, I've picked the Vikings so many times, and they've just been nothing but a letdown. Um, Defensively, they're just so bad. Um, and offensively, I mean, it's the only thing that's keeping them afloat. Um, this is going to be a test. Um, the Steelers match up really, really well uh, defensively against the Vikings. Um, so I don't. I, I really don't know who to go with here, Sean. I'm going to pick the Vikings again, and it's a really stupid pick. Um, but I'll I'll just pick the Vikings. I I, I don't trust the Steelers' offense. Um, I'm not even really sure how much I trust the Steelers as a whole, um, but I just know that their their defense is really good. Their offense, I just I, I can't get a gauge on. So um, I'm going to go with the Vikings because they're still even after losing to Detroit, they're still in the playoff picture here. I mean, this is a, this is beyond a must win for the Vikings tonight. I think that desperation is going to probably take them over the top. I'll uh, I'll pick the Vikings here, Shawnee. I will pick Pittsburgh. Uh, I will go with the Steelers. I think they're riding high from that win at Heinz Field. I think the Steelers come in and get it done. It'll be close, though. So yeah, we'll definitely. have to see. It is a tough game to pick. That's a very tough one. It is a tough game to All pick. All right, let's move on to your Washington football team. Connor, taking on the Cowboys at FedEx Field. Who do you have? Oh, man, baby. I'm taking my team. I'm taking Washington. I'm taking the nation's capitals, boys. I don't know how much confidence I have in this game. I don't, and the reason is because Washington are still battling injuries. They're still injured. Um, they've been shuffling the offensive line a little bit. Um, you, you don't know if you're going to get J.D. McKissick back, and if you do, is he going to be full-fledged? I don't know. You don't know if you'll get Landon Collins back. That's the hope. Uh, Montez Sweat was just placed on the COVID list, which sucks because he's been out the last four weeks with a broken jaw, so he's now not going to play. 
Um, that is a humongous loss. Um, I don't know, though. I don't know. I'm going to take Washington here because um, I just I, I feel like the way that they've been playing and the mojo that they're showing matches up pretty nicely, I think, against the fact that Dallas just they've, they've lost a lot of their shine. Even their win against the Saints. The Saints still kind of had a shot as bad as they were playing. They kind of had a shot, at least for the first half. And, and into the third quarter, there was a chance. Um, and that's a terrible Saints team. So, um, I don't know. If the defense can can stymie Dallas's offense um, even a little bit, uh, and, and, and Washington could just start taking some shots downfield and get more comfortable taking shots downfield, um, Washington's offensive play calling against the Raiders was very conservative. Um, it was conservative, again, because they kind of knew the Raiders weren't really going to do much offensively, and the Raiders couldn't get anything going. And I think Scott Turner knew that. When you're playing a high-octane offense like Dallas at this point, take shots. Like, Terry McLaurin should be targeted, you know, 10, 11 times in this game. I mean, he should be force-fed this ball downfield, uh, middle of the field, get Taylor Heineke out of the pocket on a bootleg and just start slinging the ball downfield and really challenge Dallas' secondary that's come back down to earth in a pretty heavy way. Um, I don't. I, I just. I don't care that you got four picks against Taysom Hill. He is awful at football. I don't care at all. Go take shots and go press the secondary. I'm going to take Washington here, Shawnee. It's going to be a really fun one. Um, but I'm going to ride high on my team, baby. I'm going to side with you. I'm going to take Washington as well. I think you and I are siding. Um, I, I'm going to concede that battle. I will say that you have tend to be been correct about Washington. So I will go with uh, the former Redskins, whatever they're called now, <laughs> and pick Good Washington. Redskins, it's going to be close, man. I don't know. It, it's going to be a fun one. Um, I'm sure you wish you were at that game. No, um, I know. I'm in no, New York it, this it'll weekend. Be a one. I know. Ugh. I'm in New York this you weekend. Go see your, you can go see your Jets. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally, Sean, I would rather staple my eyelids shut. <laughs> There you go. All right. Uh, Jacksonville at Tennessee. Uh, should be a, a big win for Tennessee, Connor, right? Yeah. I, I mean, there there really isn't any two ways around. I mean, I know they're super injured. Um, but, you know, I mean, Jacksonville sucked, dude. I mean, they, they are they are so much worse. I mean, honestly, dude, I think if they played the Lions, the Lions would beat them pretty handily. I mean, Jacksonville are so awful. Um, yeah, Titans, I think, are going to end up taking this. Um just the Titans need to hold out the next week or so. I just I think they're too injured for for anything to really matter at this point. Um, but uh, at eight and four, I mean, look on paper, you're still there. It just it just feels like the air is deflating out of Tennessee pretty quickly. Um, but I'm gonna mm-hmm. go ahead and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take uh, Tennessee here, Sean. I agree. I'll go with Tennessee. I think they get the easy win over Jacksonville. All right, Seattle heading down to Houston to take on the Texans. Houston got blown out at home. Didn't even score a touchdown or or anything. They didn't even score. Period. Uh, Seattle, on the other hand, coming in really hot with that uh, with that big win against San Francisco, a game a lot of people thought they were not going to win, including you and I. Uh, so who do you have in this matchup? Yeah, so I'll go ahead and take Seattle. I mean, Houston is averaging just under 14 points a game, which is the worst in the NFL. Um, just what are we doing? Like, this is the National Football League. Please do better. Um, please do better than my local high school. I, I, I promise if you're averaging less than a local high school, you, you should probably all retire collectively. Um, I'll take the Seahawks there, Shawnee. Um, I think Russell Wilson looked good last week, and and uh, that's kind of all there really is to it. I agree. I'm going to go with Seattle. Texans are just bad, period. Yeah, just all bad. right, Ra- 
Raiders uh, coming off that loss to Washington. Now they have to go play Kansas City. Yikes, in Arrowhead. First of all, did the Chiefs ever play it on the road? Why are they always home? Yeah, so the Chiefs and Raiders are, are <laughs> just constantly home, and they're constantly Doesn't on. it always feel like it? It just feels like the Raiders, like, check out this new Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada. Like, uh, I've seen this 100,000 times already. Okay, mm-hmm. It's great. Trust me. I get it. The aerial shot of the stadium, I have seen approximately, if I look at my watch, seven trillion times. Um, <laughs> and then the, the Chiefs, it's just it's just constant arrowhead. It's like, I, listen. They're always home. Like, my goodness. Play away once in your life, please. Um, so they're playing <laughs> right, at anyway, 1 o'clock, who, though. Who so do you have in it? I'm going to take the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are rolling, and I think the Raiders are heading in the wrong direction. Uh, I think offensively the Raiders looked lifeless last week. Um, they haven't really been able to get Deshaun Jackson involved the way they hoped. Um, they haven't been able to run the ball the way they hoped. Darren Waller's not healthy. So, you know, the Chiefs at 8-4, and four, um, if they can offensively get moving, they're, they're trending in all the right directions. Um, yeah, I'll just take the Chiefs here, Sean. I mean, thank God. I just, I'm so tired of – Sunday Night Football is just – I feel like they go from Arrowhead to Los Angeles to Arrowhead to Los Angeles. It's like, can, can, you, can you please just, like, literally, there are other cities in the nation. I, I promise – I promise you can come to Washington once. Go to Dallas once. Like, <laughs> do something. That. No, Dallas is where Joe Buck goes. Uh, Remember, because yeah. they always get America's Game of the Week. Yeah, Troy Aikman waxing yeah. poetic about his boys. Yeah, fair enough. That's right. <laughs> You're correct. All I'll right. take the Chiefs here, uh, Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go with Kansas City, too. Uh, Raiders just are not as good as the record says. Yep. All right, Saints at the New York Jets. Who do you have in this one? Uh, I have – I'm not watching this game. Um take the uh, Saints here. Jets are awful. Um, they suck. And um, New Orleans, I know they've lost five straight, um, but the Jets are awful. Um, so I'll go ahead and, and take the Saints here. Um, part of me says I shouldn't take the Saints here, um, but the Jets just, they're just an embarrassment to football. So I'll go ahead and take the uh, take the Saints here. I'm going to go with the Jets. I think the Jets will get it done. I think the Saints are really bad. It's not, uh, it's not yeah. even a weird pick, honestly, because both these teams No, suck. it's not. I mean, as I'm oh, talking yeah. through it, I, I'm talking myself out of picking the Saints, but screw it. I'm taking the Saints. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. I, this one's kind of tough to pick. We have Atlanta in oh, Carolina yeah. to take on the Panthers. Um, Sean, you pick, and then I'll take the opposite. How about that? You pick. I'm, I'm going to go with Atlanta. Okay, They're better right. on the road than they are at home. Yeah, fair enough. I, yeah, fair enough. All right, I'll take the Panthers here. Um, we'll see. I don't. Mm. I guess PJ Walker or Kim. I don't even know. I mean, what a what a what a disaster. I mean, but and they by the way they got rid of Joe Brady, um, their offensive coordinator, which is which is a move that I was pretty shocked about. I mean, clearly that you know that basket of grapes went sour very quickly. Um, the whole Joe Brady and Matt Rule and the college and the young and the, ooh, we're going to get a quarterback, and nope, that did not work at all. You went from, you know, Teddy Bridgewater to Sam Darnold. I mean, what a disaster. I mean, the Panthers are just a flaming fire of garbage. Um, But uh, I guess I'm picking them, right? So go Panthers. (laughs) Yeah, you are picking them. All right, so you'll be rooting for the flaming pile of garbage this week. All right. Literally, I picked Um, the team, and then I just did nothing but just dragged them face first through the mud, but that's okay. (laughs) That's all right. This is why we do this. All right, Baltimore versus Cleveland. Uh, big chance for Baltimore to bounce back. Who do you have? I I, I guess Baltimore. Um, Baker's looked awful. He's clearly not healthy. He's a mix between not healthy and also bad at playing quarterback. That's really what Baker Mayfield is if you were to put him in a blender. Um, I'll take the Ravens here. Um, 
just I, I need a I need a bounce back game from Lamar. I need him to go throw for 350 yards. I need him to put three touchdowns in the end zone, and I need him to do it this week and do well because I, I want him to get his mojo back. It just feels like in the last few weeks it's, it's really been like playing bingo with Lamar Jackson. You just don't know what ball is going to come rolling out of that basket. You just have no idea. So um, I need him to get going, uh, especially if the Ravens want to have a chance in the playoffs. Because, again, there is a direct correlation to when Lamar is playing well and the Ravens succeeding. I mean, it's just it, it is literally an X equals Y. That's what that is. So uh, they're just going to have to figure that out. And I, I, I hope it's this weekend. I don't know if it's this weekend. I'll take the Ravens here, Sean. I'll, I'll take my odds. I want to pick Cleveland, but I'm not going to. Um, I still think they're a much worse team uh, than Baltimore, but I do not fully trust Baltimore. Uh, I'll go with Baltimore. I'm going to give them one last shot. I'll pick the Ravens, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, next up, we have the New York Giants traveling across the country to take on the Chargers in Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with the Chargers here. They're just better, and as long as Mike Lennon is starting, I, I don't know if I could ever pick a team. Um, that starts Mike Lennon, the quarterback. Um, they're injured. And also, Daniel Jones, apparently a report came out that he suffered some sort of neck damage. I don't, I don't know what that means. I mean, there was literally a quote like neck damage or structural neck damage. I don't know what that means. Um, but we're going to keep an eye on that because that, that doesn't sound good. I don't know what degree that is. Maybe he's back at the end of the year. Um, there were reports that Daniel Jones might not come back the rest of this year. I mean, at 4-8, and eight, it's not like it matters. The Giants' season's over. Um, but with all that being said, I'll pick the Chargers. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go with Los Angeles in this one. I think they'll uh, they'll have a bounce back week. Yeah. I'm sorry, no, they won last week. Yeah, I they'll mean, but this is this a is double bounce that, back right? week. Yeah, I know. I, I keep on thinking Cincinnati won, but they didn't. Mm. Uh, next up, we have Detroit going to Denver to take on the Broncos. The Broncos. Uh, I'll go ahead and take the uh, the Broncos. Um, Lions suck. Um, great win. Cute uh, Patty self. You know, pat everyone on the back, and everyone's crying in the locker room. Congrats. I love it. And by the way. You know what? Everyone can poo-poo that, which I just essentially did. But I'm going to go back on what I just said and realize that, hey, you know what? Celebrate. Enjoy it. You don't win much in Detroit. And to be honest with you, there's not <laughs> too much going on in Detroit unless you are a car manufacturer um, or you really like Detroit-style pizza, which is just a rip-off Chicago-style pizza, which is also just not as good as normal Neapolitan pizza. Good for you. Take the win. And you did it against an awful Vikings team. Take a fat dub. Um, the Broncos are going to beat you this week. I'll take the Broncos. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go with Denver. Um, yeah, I, I don't think Detroit's much of anything. No. Um, all right, San Francisco. In also Cincinnati real quick. To take on the Bengals. Yeah, go, go ahead. I don't know if I said this already, but I just need this to be said. Jared Goff sucks. Back to you, Sean. <laughs> you did say that. Okay, That's good. number two. He does suck. He's very bad. I don't think he'll be a starter next year. No. Uh, San Francisco versus Cincinnati. Uh, in Cincinnati, the Bengals coming off a really embarrassing loss to the Chargers. San Francisco coming off an embarrassing loss to the Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, just they should collectively just have an embarrassment party, right? Everyone sit in a room and just talk about how embarrassing their lives are right now. I'll take the Bengals because I'm going to take the Bengals here. I They disappointed me last week. I think I took the Bengals over the Chargers because I felt like they were both trending in different directions. Um and then last week against the Chargers happened. I'll take the Bengals here. I just think they're better. Um, and that's kind of that. I just I don't trust the 49ers in any capacity. I mean, it's 6-6. Six and six. How, how can you? Um, I mean, how on earth can you? So, especially with the quarterback play. And if it wasn't for Debo Samuel when he's healthy, um, or, uh, you know, their the, the running back situation, um, 
I just, I, I just, I, I don't know how you could possibly watch the 49ers and trust them. I'll take the Bengals here, Sean. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go with Cincinnati as well. All right, we have Buffalo heading down to Tampa to take on the Buccaneers. This is going to be a really good one and and really a big game for Buffalo. Who do you have? Yep. So the good news is for Buffalo, they don't have to worry about playing in in the hot garbage weather. Um, I've got Tampa's weather app um, on my my phone. I go down to Tampa a, a good deal uh, during the year for no other reason than I just love Florida. That's going to be 82 degrees and sunny. So uh, they can just enjoy themselves. And if, if I were them, I would just really just enjoy the time away from Buffalo and the wind and the ridiculousness and the stupid temperatures. Um, you're going to have nice weather. You're going to be able to throw the ball. So what does that mean? That means Josh Allen, throw the ball. Get the ball downfield. Get guys involved. Get the offense moving, for the love of God. Um, they've shown an ability to do that. They've also shown an inability to do that. Um, but if you're going to do it, do it this week and show show off against an NFC powerhouse. Um the Buccaneers have shown their weak spots. Um, they're also depleted in, in, in the secondary. I mean, they've had constant injuries, rotations in and out of the secondary. So this is their opportunity. I'm, I'm still going to take the Buccaneers because I, I do think at home, um, and I do think a combination of the fact that their offense is playing super well um, right now, and Tom Brady is playing incredible football. He just doesn't age at all. We say that every week, and I feel like I'm contractually obligated to say that. Um I'll take the Buccaneers here, but this this should be a good game. It should be. Um, I don't want this to be another disappointment for the Bills because I, I don't want to not believe in the Bills' ability um, to play top-tier teams anymore. Um, you've seen them lose to mediocre teams this year. Um, you've seen them lose to the Jaguars this year. So I want them to go out there and put up a fight. I want them to go out there um, and do well because it's fun. It's fun to see good teams be good. Um, but I, I am going to take the Buccaneers here, Sean. Yeah, I'll go Tampa as well. Uh, Tom Brady obviously knows Buffalo very well from his time in New England. Played him twice a year for 19 seasons. Um, so, yeah, I will go with the Buffalo Bills. I'm sorry, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Tampa is going to have a really good game and improve to 10-3. and three. All right, we have Chicago going up to their owner, Aaron Rodgers, to take on the Packers. Who do you have in this one? Dude, how have they not flexed this game out of Sunday Night Football? This game is not going to be fun at all. Um, oh, I see what you mean. How'd they get it? I think the Bills Bucks should be Sunday that, night That's football. what I'm saying. I mean, they should have flexed that game. I mean, the NFL should have flexed that two weeks ago. Um, the Bears suck, dude. I mean, the Packers are going to win this game. Um, this isn't really going to be fun at all, I don't think. Um, look, I know the Packers and Bears are, are like Washington and Dallas. I, I, I get it. I mean, it's historic rivalry, but, you know, they're bad. They're terrible. Andy Dalton, I, I think, is still playing, and he's not good at all. Um, Green Bay won five straight against Chicago. So I just, I don't know how they haven't flexed this game. I'll take the Packers here, Sean. I really wish they put the Bills and Bucks on Sunday Night Football. Either that or Dallas versus Washington. Yeah, that was another one. So honestly, here's what I was actually thinking, Shawnee. And this is what I thought at the beginning of the week. Now, I think you have to lock it in 10 days before. I might have made that up mm -hmm. completely. But I was thinking that what was going to happen was they were going to move the Bills and Bucks to Sunday night. They were going to move Washington and Dallas to 425, and then the uh, Chicago and Green Bay game to 1 o'clock. I thought that, yeah. that kind – because that would make sense. Make America's game of the week, Washington and Dallas. Um, that would that would make all the sense in the world. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we're not going to do that. Washington are going to play one, <laughs> and then an awful game is going to be on Sunday Night Football. So, okay, I'll take the Packers. There we go. Yeah, got to give NBC their awful game. Got to give them a right. uh, 
final game, I think it was probably going to be the best one of the week. Uh, maybe competing with that Dallas-Washington game. Uh, it's going to be the Monday night game. It's going to be the mm-hmm. Rams at the Cardinals. Big game in the uh, NFC West. Yeah, I mean, w- one of the biggest games, regular season games to date in the season, I think. Um, I'm going to take the Cardinals. Um, the Cardinals are getting healthy at the right time. Um, they've they've proven last week when they're healthy, they're they're just they're so good. Um, when Kyler is sharp, he's sharp. He can do it on the ground. He can do it through the air. Um, I'm not saying that the Rams are incapable of winning this game. They're they're more than capable of doing it. But what Rams team shows up? Like what what is it? What Rams team shows up? We said this last week. Um, look, Sean McVay has made it very very clear that. They are all in on this team. They're all in on this year. They all, they just have punted on the draft completely for the next few years, and it's all here right now, right here. they got to find a way here to punch a, a team that on paper is better than them in the mouth and, and, and take that stage in the NFC. I mean, this is their opportunity to do it. It's a, it's a perfect opportunity to do it. And I'd love to see them do it because I always love seeing the balance of power. Um but Matt Staff the last few weeks has been on and off. I mean, he he looked really good against the Jaguars, but who hasn't? Not named the Bills. Um, I'm going to take the Cardinals here, but I do want to see the Rams step up and, and, and make this a fun game. I know ESPN are billing this. I think they're, they're really billing this like it's the Rams and, and Chiefs of, of three or four years ago. You remember that game that went like 54 to 50, mm-hmm. whatever it was? Um, I don't quite know if it's going to be that. I don't know what will ever live up to that game. Um, but I think this could be a, another NFL classic. I, I hope it is, um, and I hope the Rams make this one fun because they're a fun team to watch. They're a fun team to root for. Um, they're a fun team to, to just – they just have so many playmakers on both sides of the ball. So go do it. I mean, give the Cardinals a challenge at this point. Um, I'm still picking the Cardinals, but this should be awesome, Sean. I'm going to go with Arizona as well. Much better team. I still don't trust the Rams after the last couple weeks. I know they got the win last them. week, but that was against that that was against Jacksonville. It doesn't count. That's yeah. not a win. I mean, it is, but you know what I mean. Yep. <laughs> um. Yeah. I, I'm gonna go with Arizona. Just a much much better team. Uh. And, and really, probably one of the favorites in the NFC, if not the yep. favorite. Um. Although I personally, I would take Tampa over over Arizona. But yep. th- this is gonna be a really good one. Um. But yeah, I'm gonna go with Arizona and. No, ESPN, this is not the equivalent to the Chiefs versus yeah. the Rams game, yeah. which was one of the greatest games, I think, of you and I's lifetime. Yeah, it was, um, it was ridiculous. It, it was a really good game. Uh, but that is it, man. That is week 14. Uh, I, I got everything all saved up, so I'll make that graphic here shortly, and that'll be on Insta. Fan-freaking-tastic. That is awesome. Dude, we have some amazing football coming up this weekend. So we got a Thursday night game kicking off here in about an hour. Uh, we're going to get to that. And, uh, Shawnee, I will be up in New York. I leave early tomorrow morning. I will arrive in um, in New York City tomorrow morning-ish, around noon-ish, probably, probably 11, 11.30. Um, so I will be enjoying the Sunday slate of football up in uh, up in the Big Apple. We'll just be going up there. I think we're seeing a Broadway show on, on Saturday and doing the One Sweet. World Trade Center bit and all the good stuff. So it'll be great. Yeah, that'll be really good. Make sure uh... – Make sure you get to go out and go see that Jets game. You, yeah. You'll love it. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Spend 400 bucks on that. <laughs> yep, I will stay as far away from MetLife as possible. Uh, well, have a good time, man. That, that'll be really good. And I am jetting off to Indianapolis for that Patriots game. Not this weekend, next weekend. Ooh, uh, so so next that'll be week. my trip. All right, so then here's how this is going to work. 
you have to do a bunch of live broadcasts then from that game on our on our Instagram, okay? That sounds yeah. good. You got to make good. sure you yeah. live stream some of that. Will, will I get arrested for what does the NFL have in their commercials? It's like this telecast cannot be copyrighted in any form or whatever. You can't film the games. Well, I'm going to do it anyways. Arrest me, NFL. Come exactly. at me. Exactly. Come get us. And by the way, when we get the NFL detention, that's fantastic. Exactly. That's all we need. We'll be, we'll be famous. Any press is good press here at After Further Review, Johnny. Amen. Well, I want to thank you all for bearing with my voice. Um, I've been muting the mic on and off with the coughing situation. I'm just trying to get through this. I do sound like I my, my, my face is run over by a truck. Um, so, apologize uh, to, to all of you for the ridiculous vocal quality tonight. But, Johnny, thank you so much for joining us, as always. This is a great week. <coughs> There's the final cough, I promise, for the episode. That is it. That's the last cough of the episode. You will not hear another one. You all have a fantastic weekend. Week 14 is on its way. I mean, we are we are rolling through the season um, week after week. It's just ridiculous to think how quickly we're moving through. Um, but great football to go. Johnny will get that up on Instagram. Remember, keep liking, keep subscribing, keep telling friends. Uh, we love and appreciate every single one of you um, out there. Me and Sean um, just love doing this. It's just so much fun, and uh, you all make it so worth it. So uh, for me, Connor Forrest, for Sean Olette, after further reviews in the books, we will see you on Monday for our Week 14 recap. And as always, I will catch you guys on the other side.